Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, January 17th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, growing up in East St. Louis, Nicole McKendry did not realize that one day she would become a leader in the National Park Service. Now she is playing an important role, connecting the service with a diverse group of people. We are preserving these great stories of history from um, Martin Luther King to Stonewall. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson introduces us to Nicole McHenry. That's in a few minutes. First, the headlines. Missouri Governor Mike Parson seems to be backing away from earlier support for some gun control measures, including stricter background checks and so-called red flag laws. More from St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll. In a recent meeting with mayors from the four largest cities, Parson wanted to see a state law to keep minors from buying handguns. He also wanted to make it harder for domestic abusers to get guns, commonly referred to as a red flag law. But Parson says he's not aware of the definition of a red flag law, and instead of focusing on taking away guns, he wants to stiffen penalties. If you've got a violent criminal out there doing behavior that normally is not normal to society or normal to what we have in the laws, to look at those and see how do you how do you make those sentences a stiffer, I think it's a good thing to do. Parson isn't clear whether that means locking up offenders longer or stripping their ability to buy guns or both. But he has not backed any gun reform legislation that's been filed. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. The talk of potential gun law reform in Jefferson City comes as new regulations have taken effect in Illinois. These rules change how gun dealers must keep records, store their firearms, and maintain surveillance and security systems. Gun shop operators must also allow state police to inspect stores during normal business hours. Stephen King owns Metro Shooting Supplies in Belleville. Everything that they want done, we have already been doing for 18 years. I wouldn't worry about it at all except for their fine system could put us out of business relatively quick if they come in and had changed something that we're unaware of. These rules are supposed to be temporary. They last 150 days before being replaced by final versions. The number of students enrolled in St. Louis Public Schools' 68 buildings continues to shrink. Some are only a fifth full. As St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports, SLPS will begin a process this spring to possibly close or consolidate schools. James Gibbs remembers when the 500-student capacity of Dunbar Elementary School in the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood could barely contain all of his classmates. It was max. It was capacity. I would say if it didn't overflow, it was 500. That was in the early 1970s, when SLPS had more than 100,000 students. Now, Dunbar has 155 students, and in total, there are just 21,000 kids in SLPS. Across St. Louis, the district is using just over half its current capacity. District officials say it has not decided how many schools could close after this year or which ones. SLPS will hold a series of community meetings late next month and in March. A vote on any school closures could happen in April. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. The NHL All-Star Game is in St. Louis next weekend. Free concerts linked to the festivities have been announced. Green Day will perform outside Enterprise Center before the game on January 25th. Green Day has a marketing deal with the NHL. Also, the group OAR will perform outside the arena one week from today, January 24th. 
An East St. Louis native is making her mark as a leader in the National Park Service. Nicole McHenry is helping the service become more diverse and inclusive by hiring rangers of every race, gender, and creed. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. It's a breezy morning at the Gateway Arch, and East St. Louis's Katie Harper Wright's fourth graders are enthusiastically entering the Arch grounds for their monthly field trip with the National Park Service. The elementary students are a part of the Park Services program, Every Kid Outdoors. The partnership allows urban fourth graders to learn about national wildlife, parks, and history for free the entire school year. That's Nicole McHenry. She's the National Park Service's Regional Program Manager of Relevancy, Diversity, and Inclusion. Some days she's in her office, and other days she's in park ranger mode. Just like this day, she's fully dressed in her hunter green ranger uniform. Normally, McHenry doesn't tag along on trips with the fourth graders, but she makes an exception if they're from East St. Louis. In fact, she never thought she'd be doing this job. This was not on my radar. Um, I wanted to be a newscaster. I knew I would be like this iconic newscaster, Robin Smith. As a child in East St. Louis, McHenry says she knew about the arch because she could see it from her backyard, but she didn't know it was a national park. Growing up in, in a city, I really wasn't exposed a lot to the outdoors, and I think that's what a lot of people just totally associate the National Park Service with, but I think once people get to some of these places, they understand that I'm exposed, I'm outdoors, but I'm also in a national park setting. And exposing all races to little-known national parks and cultural sites is why she's been with the Park Service for the last 28 years. McHenry started her career with the Park Service early. She obtained park internships in college and was recruited upon graduating. Throughout her career, she's worked at seven national park sites. Today, she works out of Ulysses S. Grant National Historic Home, which neighbors Grant's form. Her overarching goal for the region is to come up with solid recruitment and retention strategies for hiring officials that will include all walks of life. We really want the National Park Service to look like the country. As a young park ranger, McHenry learned the value of being an African-American woman and conveying the true and complete story of historic sites, which is why her mentor and boss, Clara Wooden, says she is the best at her job. She knows the importance of diversity to the organization in order for us to remain relevant. Also, she has a passion for what she does, and it's about making the playing field level. Wooden knows firsthand about the need for diversity within the park system. Now she serves as the National Park Service's acting deputy regional director, but when she started 30 years ago, Wooden was the only black park ranger in Alaska. At that time, there was no push truly for diversity uh, in the National Park Service that I could see. Wooden says now that McHenry is in a space to recruit all races, genders, veterans, and people with disabilities, the National Park Service can truly be reflective of the people. Over the years, there's been a perception that African Americans do not enjoy the outdoors. But new research found that 70% of the 900 minorities surveyed were interested in outdoor activities, and over half have visited national parks. In the past, that wasn't so much the case. During the Civil Rights era, blacks were excluded from national parks because of Jim Crow laws. In fact, black families felt the parks and other sites were unsafe. 
With McHenry's help, the National Park Service is working to redeem itself with diversity in the workforce and providing an all-encompassing story of each site. We are preserving these great stories of history from um, Martin Luther King to Stonewall. Back at the arch with the fourth graders, the Gateway Arches Education Director, Erin Hillegas, says she knows statistically the number of minority visitors to national parks do not compare to white visitors, but things are changing. We need to include people of color in the stories that we're telling. The history is not just one perspective. The history is complex and complicated. As the daughter of a policeman and the niece of a former United Nations ambassador, McHenry says she's always felt the pressure of living up to her family's last name. For me, it was just one of those things that I will not fail because there is greatness that can grow out of what people perceive to not be great. McHenry says she will continue pushing for diversity and inclusion within the park system because she wants each person to visualize themselves on the land and become diverse protectors of the grounds. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. That report is part of our Sharing America Profiles series. It was edited by Holly Edgel. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. No podcast on Monday as we observe Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The Gateway returns Tuesday. Have a great weekend. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.